Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off another live Sunday edition of the program. You are invited to join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. They're open for you over at discord.lrn.fm, so feel free to hop into one of those, and you will sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. Uh, it is Ian here. Richie Rich. And Melanie. As we jump into some of the news, uh, both of y'all have some immigration-related stories. Richie, let's start with yours. There's some big money involved. Uh, Maybe. In... Depending on your perspective, but yeah, some yeah. money involved. So what's going on? So uh, let me give you the source first. CNS News. That's a conservative right-wing news site. It definitely is. And I found the article initially through Drudge, which is not liberal either. Uh, But the headline, report taxpayers forking over up to $6,500 per illegal alien. I wonder what that means, like per everyone that gets processed through the system or per everyone that's just in the United States. Well, if you're processed through, you're not illegal. No, what I mean is if they get picked up. I'm sorry, I wasn't clear with that. If they processed like, on the way out, yeah, if they get snatched up. Like, is that the cost associated with, you know, rejecting them from the United States, or is this probably just... not? It's probably the those that come in illegally and then get on various uh, services, welfare services. Yeah. Well, of course, many so-called illegal aliens are not actually on welfare at all. So, right. I mean. That's it's not really fair to say that they're all costing that. So it's actually a certain number of them that are on welfare. So maybe per illegal alien on welfare, it's actually higher. Whereas if you distribute it out over across all so-called illegal aliens, then it would be much lower. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I didn't. I did not do the math. Yeah. Uh, much of the media attention garnered by the border crisis typically res- revolves around states that border Mexico, like Arizona and Texas. I love how it's called a crisis. Again, this is a conservative news site, right? right. So, That's why I wanted to preface with that. Yeah. Because obviously, I don't share. I don't share the opinion of the site. Yeah, yeah. But I found the statistics fascinating when you look at it from you know our traditional libertarian perspective and right. i've heard uh like conservative talk show hosts lambasting the liberal the liberals for calling everything a crisis but here they are using the very same terminology because they're uh, costing all of us americans sixty five hundred dollars yeah. a piece well i mean the problem is the government welfare is costing you that i mean that they're going to give that money to somebody and it's not like if all of a sudden it's not like if tomorrow they build this giant wall and they manage to successfully keep immigrants from coming into the United States, that the welfare problem is going to go away. But then it'll be Americans on welfare and that's okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> that That's actually what so-called conservatives believe today. Yeah. E- even the jobs, right? Like they're, they're taking American jobs while they're taking jobs, right? And mm-hmm. would Americans have that job if they didn't? Maybe, right? Some, you know, a lot of times with the, the fruit picking or the vegetable picking – no one takes the job nope, after they, they don't want to work out in those fields. Well, that okay, th- no, that that's that's kind of a ridiculous position because if I'm hiring for if if I'm hiring for a job and nobody will take it at the offered wage, which is what is actually the case. Mm-hmm. Well, you then raise the wages. I'm either going to go out of business or I'm going to raise the wages. If I can, you're probably going to go out of business because people don't want to pay five dollars for an apple. You might you, know? you might go out of business. Are are you arguing in favor of like raising the wages for Americans to pick fruit? Then, if you can't find people 
regardless of whether we should have immigration or illegal immigration or not, it's not a true statement that you can't find someone to do a job. It's a true statement that you can't find someone to do a job at a given at wage. the price you want to pay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. That's true. And um, and pr- people presumably would like to pay less for fruits and vegetables, not more. So if you right. have to increase the price that you pay your employees to pick those fruits and veggies, you're going to then have to increase the price at the store. And you're then, of course, subject to pretty intense competition from, say, Mexico, where they don't have to pay the same amount of money to their laborers to get the fruit. Well, then Trump needs to raise tariffs on incoming <laughs> fruit on Mexico so it keeps up with American jobs and wages, Ian. So everyone has to pay more. Everyone. Well, I mean, then maybe it's not efficient for to be growing crops in the u.s no i don't know but it's just that that, like that it's just not a true statement i can't find anybody to do this job that's almost never accurate okay you're correct fair uh february report reveals that devastating economic consequences of illegal aliens on a taxpayers as far north as montana illegal aliens cost taxpayers in the 10 states with the fewest immigrants around 454 million dollars per year which works out to a net tax deficit of $4,000 to $6,500 per illegal, according to the report by the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Fair. I'm sure they're a fun bunch. Probably not, but yeah. But they're the ones conducting the, the again, conservative conservative yeah. sources. I recognize that group name. I think they throw like a talk show conference thing in D.C. every year where all the right-wing you know, conservative frothing at the mouth uh, (laughs) talk show hosts show up and they all talk about how much they hate immigration and things like that for however many days it is. It sounds just awful. I'm glad you don't go. Yeah. Uh, In many ways, the influx of immigrants into less populous areas of the country has an even greater impact on longtime residents than it does in larger and more urban areas, Fair President Dan Stein said in the report's news release. These areas have neither the tax base nor the economic and social infrastructure to accommodate the needs of the growing number of immigrants taking up residence. Fair examined migration to Alaska, Maine, Mississippi, Montana, New Hampshire, that's us, North Dakota, South Dakota, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming in its study and found that 88,000 out of the 415,000 foreign-born residents in these states are illegal aliens, or 21%. Around 35,000 others are citizen children, of illegal aliens. So it was eight eighty-eight thousand out of four hundred some thousand? Right. So right? Okay. of of the of the foreign born residents mm-hmm. in those states that I listed off, twenty one percent were illegal aliens. Um and then another I guess what was it, ten or so percent, a little less than ten percent, nine percent, uh are citizen children of illegal aliens. Got it. So overrunning these these, you know, small towns. Many local officials tout immigration, including illegal immigration, as a remedy to economic stagnation. However, as this report reveals, the reality is precisely the opposite. Stein oh, continues. sure. That's, that's why I said the numbers yeah. are fascinating. Illegal immigration in particular drives down wages and inhibits job opportunities for legal residents while bringing more low-skilled, low-wage workers to these states. In How ter- insulting. I mean, the suggestion is that because you're an illegal immigrant, you're lower skill. I mean, that's not true, necessarily. It like, pretty much is, because if you have skills, you can get in legally, or you have skills you to get the money to get in legally. You think so? It's not that yes. easy to do that. You know, it's like Right, but if you difficult. have skills, Foreign you can hire pieces. someone to get you in legally. 
So it's almost necessarily true that that's the case. I don't know if I I don't know if I buy that. I mean, there's a lot of folks who don't want to jump through the insane paperwork. You and can pay your way in. The yeah, and the insane fees. Uh, that right. You so have if to you pay. have skills, you will presumably have money. You can have and skills. Can buy your way in, um, and will be legal. And I don't know if that follows. Yeah, yeah, and there's also limitations on the number of people that can come in. So it's not like you can just lay down a bunch of cash and get in here. That's not true. Uh, there are limits on the numbers of people that they will allow to come from every given country on the planet. Well, now I you're understand. just talking about like bribing officials. There are legal ways to bribe officials. I think we all know this. <laughs> sure. You but- can c- come in as a job creator business owner. You have to pay, I think it's like 10 people X amount for however many years it is. You don't have to be profitable. You just have to employ that many people. And then congratulations, you have legal status. Just because you're skilled, like you're a skilled accountant, for instance, you have the potential to make a decent amount of money doing accounting work. But, you know, if you're a skilled concrete technician or whatever the term is for that you know like you know how to lay down some concrete in a skilled manner uh because there's an art to it right like you got to be able to do it the proper way it's got to be graded appropriately and you know there's all this technical skill involved in doing a good job of that they may not be able to make as much money as you and just because they're skilled doesn't mean they're skilled in handling their money right like so they may be able to do a good job at work but they may drink their profits these things are supporting your position my position is that just because you have skills doesn't mean that you just have an easy path to move to the United States uh, through the legal immigration system. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. It's incredibly arduous to get through the legal system here. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, the live Sunday edition of the program here, where we'll take your calls and thoughts about whatever is on your mind. You can join us. The toll-free line is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. LibertyCon is coming up in April, April 3rd through the 5th. Uh, We will be broadcasting from the event, so look forward to seeing you there. I've never been to a LibertyCon before. I hear they are pretty great events they're going to have some great speakers like john Mackey, the whole food ceo will be speaking on conscious capitalism and there will be over 70 pro-liberty organizations in attendance so you want to do some networking this is going to be the place to do that plus you'll get to see some uh, cool debates i'll tell you more about those coming up a little bit later libertycon.com you can use code ftl you'll save ten dollars and that's actually a significant chunk of the ticket price because these tickets are less than $100 for the like the regular ticket. And this is a three-day-long convention in a major city. So like to be able to get a convention ticket it's very affordable. for under 100 bucks is incredible. So you knock 10 more bucks off by using code FTL, like Free Talk Live. And if you're a student, you get an even deeper discount uh, on student tickets. They really want young people to attend this thing. There's even, I believe, travel scholarships available. As I understand it, that means they'll actually pay for you to get there, which is pretty cool, if you're a nice. student. Uh, LibertyCon.com. It's April 3rd through the 5th in D.C. There's even uh, discounted hotel rooms for everybody that's attending the event, because it's always best to stay in the hotel, uh, because it's, just, you know, it's convenient that we roll out of bed, walk downstairs, and you're at the convention. Yeah. And know? network with the other people staying in the hotel. Exactly. After, after hours, hours yeah. things like that. Yeah. LibertyCon.com, April 3rd through the 5th. All right. So let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. You can bring up what you want. We've been talking about immigration. There's more to say about that on the way here. But let's go first 
to Robert. He's in Charleston, West. Uh, excuse me, Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WTMA. Go ahead, Robert. Yes, yes sir. I, I've immigrated twice to foreign countries, and um, I, I just want to say if you can get the company for which you're working to transfer you to that country so that you can get a chance to work, continue working for them in the foreign environment for like maybe a year or so, uh, you can establish business relationships, banking relationships, personal relationships. And um, if you stay there for 20 years, you should have enough good connections, even people who love you, whereby you can really, really make tremendous strides and even leave your, your, your past way in the background. If people can't hear your accent that you come from a foreign country, they might think you come from a neighboring country if it's slightly off. And that'll give you a chance with those connections that you've established over that period of time to, to get all kinds of good contracts, to get people in the government to, to let you know where the, where the work might be and to even help you to, to arrange business relationships and, and get business meetings with the people, even in the governments that are in charge. Even if the governments try to stop you from getting information, you can have friends that will drop that stuff right in your lap if you have a good relationship with them, if you're a close personal relationship, just like it can be done any place in the world, and you can be extremely successful over that period of time. So all all you have to do is get a job with a multinational corporation that lets you transfer between countries. Which may be harder than you think, uh, but it's possible for some people. And so what you're talking about doing is what, as I understand it, is called a work visa, where if you have a job waiting for you at this company in another country or in the United States, if you're coming from outside of the United States, that uh, that is one way to kind of get in for some amount of time. However, uh, in the United States at least, which is not a particularly immigrant-friendly country, there are limits on the numbers of work visas that will be issued. Now, I don't know exactly in which category they limit. I don't know if it's like limited per type of industry or per from which country they're coming or whatever, but there are caps on the, the maximum number. In fact, that's one of the points that the folks down at the crypto frontier in the Mariana Islands have pointed out is that the Marianas actually have a separate set of rules for work visas where there's no caps. Nice. So they can take on as many workers as they need to from other countries, which is a really cool thing to be which able will to do. Press wages of the local Good. <laughs> Bring the wages down. I mean, that was being this conservative news site that you brought in here tonight, Richie, was saying that that's a bad thing, but that's actually a good thing. If you bring wages down, that means costs go down. You can lower your prices to your customers. Pay pass on the savings. Oh, there you go. Go ahead, Robert. If you have a skill which is very much in demand, you don't even have to worry about lowering your, your, your rates. As a matter of fact, I, I was one of the best that they had, and they were very sorry to see me go. And they paid me very, very well. Yeah, that's true. If you are in high demand, uh, you won't have to lower your rates. There's there's no doubt about that. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate that. Unless, of course, uh, the demand results in a larger supply of workers who also are highly skilled. Right. Uh, who may actually you know, provide rate competition, and then you might have to lower your rates if you want to stay in the same business. So some of the wording for uh, work visas in the United States say something to the effect of uh, this person has unique skills to the job that cannot be offered elsewhere. Right. So if an American can do the job, then you don't get the work visa. Ah, I see. So, you have, so you have to offer something that an American could not offer otherwise in order to get it. In some cases, and I'm sure there's workarounds Not and political, yeah, political but, but slides. In our immigration class in law school, they taught us how to phrase job descriptions so that you could not offer somebody, but you could get somebody into a work visa. Right, because it, it would be unique. Like Their perspective or what they bring to the table is unique to them and mm. their situation that 
you know, wouldn't take away the job from an American. Let's go yeah. to Jerome. He's in Charleston, also South Carolina, listening to WTMA. Go ahead, Jerome. Hey, I just want to say I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to speak because there's a lot of people here in Charleston that don't want me talking to them because they're afraid of me because they only want to hear one side of the story, and that's their side, okay? okay? They only want to hear Republicans. But I just wanted to talk about how there's a lie that Trump kept going for years about President Obama wasn't born in this country, and he harassed the man to the point that the man got his birth certificate from Hawaii and got on national television. They interrupted regular programming for him to show that he's oh, a no. naturalized citizen. <laughs> because Trump's so dumb, he doesn't know that Hawaii's one of the 50 states, okay? <laughs> and Puerto Rico's a territory. So that's how stupid we got the stupid we got going in the White House, okay? The guy's got a college degree, allegedly, but yet he doesn't know that being born in Hawaii, you're an American citizen, too. So what kind of fool these people are supporting in this party, okay? What, what about That's the argument that Obama went to college as a foreign student, though? It's all a lie. And, and, and Trump kept that thing going for years, and a lot of these people like like that Dumbo Limbaugh and Hannity, I mean, Clannity, they all kept, they ran with that for years about him. Until the man got fired, he got sick of it. And he got on national television. He said, "There, here's my certificate. Now look at it. It's a government document. It's not a forgery." To me, no. this whole thing over where Obama was born is the most pointless debate to have. The conservatives acting like this means something. Oh my God, he was born in Kenya. Oh my God, well, he's not a real citizen. If you're a constitutionalist, it's absolutely relevant, though. But it's not relevant because what matters is what people do. And Obama and Trump and the rest of these presidents are people who are scum. I mean, they use violence to threaten the lives of innocent people. They kill, they murder innocent people on, you know, using the military in uh, Middle Eastern countries. So Obama, even if he was born in Kenya, he didn't do anything significantly different than George W. Bush did in uh, in his term. But yet that's all the conservatives care about is where his piece of paper says he's from. Because we want an American doing those things, not <laughs> yeah, a Kenyan. We need an American committing murder. Thanks for the call tonight, Jerome. I appreciate it. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. You can join us here uh, on the radio. We'll talk more about immigration coming up as well. 855-450-3733. You can join us. It's the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com Talk Live, live Sunday edition of the show. You may join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat currency like the dollar right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. 
When the new Divi wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. As we continue, we've been discussing immigration here tonight. Uh, you're welcome to weigh in. You can also bring up anything that you want. That is the point here of Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 855 855- 450 free like freedom or hop into our discord server at discord.lrn.fm we go first to mike in norfolk virginia listening to wnis hello mike hello hey you're Um, on the air all right thank you i'm just have a question sure uh for for clarification Uh, a few minutes ago you were talking about um (laughs) with someone they were talking about and you had mentioned something about lowering wages, yeah. which would then lower the cost of product. It could, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, services as well. Okay, and product services. Just to clarify, do you, do you mean if just one one company lowered their wages, that would then lower the prices of other things? Um, not necessarily of other things, but if, for instance, you know, the cost of, in any given business, the highest costs you're going to pay are labor. Uh, the 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 bulk of the costs in any business, whether it be a service oriented business or manufacturing or whatever, it's going to be labor. So if you can reduce the cost of labor, then your overall costs go down, and you could pass on the savings in the form of lower costs of your product, your end product or service. Gives you price I advantage mean, over your competition. That's the price theory of value, though, and it's not accurate. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Yeah. So. Just because your costs are lower doesn't mean that you're going to lower your prices. It doesn't necessarily mean that, but it means you can. And if I am a if I'm in competition with other people, and my costs go down, if I can cut my costs by a third or something like that, or a quarter or whatever, then that means that I can cut my costs at the end uh, retail product or whatever. But there or, are industries that sell at high at high profit margins. Sure, there you're absolutely are. My point. Yeah, you're missing my point. My point is this, is in order for something like that to work, when it costs, when the cost of living, the cost of rent, the cost of whatever, wouldn't all companies across the board have to do that in order for that to work? Because if you have a hundred well, yeah, companies I mean, it, and only one company does it, that doesn't work. I see what you're saying. You're saying that the workers need to, you know, pay the rent or whatever, and and I get I get that. Uh, but yeah, if we didn't have pesky things like the minimum wage, for instance, that artificially or that could artificially increase wages. Now there are, of course, a lot of companies that pay much greater than the minimum wage, and that's because yeah. of competition for labor. But if there was the freedom to con to contract and actually say, oh, I'm willing to work for three dollars an hour because of whatever circumstance. Um, I, if I were free to do that, if people, you know, if overall there was a drive down on wages, then yeah, I think you would see prices coming down. But yeah, certainly it could cascade. Yeah. Definitely, it well, is possible. Here's, here's here's what I believe, and I think it that the track record uh, proves this. The reason why the United States is the most is the wealthiest country in the world is because of the free market. Yeah, because I totally agree. Capitalist, capitalist. Well, okay, so, but unfortunately, we don't have a free market. Okay, we have a market that is 
say, less burdened than by regulation than some other markets on the planet. Uh, we have a market that may have more freedom uh, in it than other markets on the planet, but it's not a free market. Any place where you have to go and ask permission to do something, you don't have freedom. And in most places in the United States, there's a bunch of bureaucrats around with their hands out demanding your money and your obedience uh, in order for you to be able to have a business. So I love the idea of the free market, and I fully support it. Unfortunately, we don't have one. Wouldn't you agree with that? Well, here, I'll leave this thought with you to answer your question. Someone told me sometime, and I agree with it, told me this one time, and I agree with it. There is never a shortage of money, only a shortage of ideas. Someone came up with the idea to have your radio show. Mm -hmm. Everything that has ever existed as far as, you know, uh, free market capitalism or uh, inventing that particular widget came from an idea. That's right. And so uh, if you have an idea about something that could work, then, you know, I say more power to you. Let's see if that works. Absolutely. And so the, mark, the free market will determine if that item or widget is successful. You are absolutely right. If we actually had a free market, it that would be true. Well, in, in, in the U.S., that is generally true. There are no, more it's not. Industries not if there's a bunch of bureaucrats that stand in your way. Not right, if right. There are industries where that's more true than not true. Sure. I mean, look, I totally agree with you, Mike. If there were an actual free market where if you had an idea, you could just go and do that thing without having to beg permission from some government bureaucracy, some bunch of unaccountable scumbag bureaucrats who think they know how to run your business and run your life are going to stand in your way and demand that you pay them a bunch of fees and fines and licensing and hoop jumping and ridiculous all kinds of rules that they've just arbitrarily created to make sure that whatever excuse they you know put in front of you if you could actually just go ahead and create your idea without having to beg for permission then yeah that would absolutely be true but unfortunately you've got these bureaucracies that uh, make make those who are the idea people you know frustrated because they can't just do the things that they want to do they can't just start a business without having to jump through hoops and fill out paperwork and then in a lot of cases they'll be denied and the wages would be determined in the marketplace as well yeah both, as they both should be pushed up and pushed down so i totally agree with you mike i understand what you're saying yeah about the bureaucracy of things there's that's been that way for a very long time sure however there's still people coming up with great ideas and 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 being successful. Absolutely. So, so I don't think we disagree I, I, on anything so far. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Just imagine how much better it would be though if we didn't have this government standing in the way of all these people with the great ideas. I understand what you're saying, yeah. but that's not going to stop me from coming up with an idea. I'm not saying it should stop you. <laughs> well, yeah, so basically we have a state that's kind of holding everything back. Yeah. But you you still have to take personal responsibility of like, okay, even in the presence of this gang, I'm still going to succeed because I can do X, Y, Z when I should be able to do X, Y, Z, A, B. I, I feel like yeah. you're expecting some pushback from us and we're not, we're we're not, not giving it. We're not going to disagree. I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think you're absolutely right on. Well, I, I, the young lady that just spoke, I think she hit the nail on the head for me. And yeah, you got to work at it. There's no such thing as something for nothing.
Right. Uh, but unfortunately, the reality of it is there are a certain group of people out there. And, and, you know, if you've got the drive to see something through, you know, where there's a will, there's a way for most for the most part. Unless, of course, you know, you want to get into the gun business, <laughs> in which case it doesn't matter what kind of will you have. The government bureaucrats will stand in your way. 3D printing, man. They will stop you from. Uh, well, look what they did to Cody Wilson. Well, they didn't get okay, him on the gun so, thing, though. but look oh, what so they did to him. Correct. Um, don't frequent uh, backdoor type websites. But wait a minute. Even if he hadn't done that, they still came after him with lawsuits. Uh, they tried to prohibit him from from simply publishing the gun plans that he came out with. He had to hire hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of attorneys to be able to fight that. My point is, if you've got a million dollars... You can grease the wheels a lot better than somebody who's trying to work their way up through the ranks, starting from zero. If you don't have money, then you basically can't start your own business in the United States because the bureaucracy wants a bunch of money out of you. And it costs money to jump through their regulatory hoops. Mike, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you. Toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. So there's a lot of folks who would like to start their own business, but they don't even know how. And if they try to start it, then the government stands in their way and they just get, they get flummoxed and they quit. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Our toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. It's the live Sunday edition of the program, and joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Oh, sorry. sorry, Richie, try that again. Richie Rich. And Melanie. Yes. All right, so we're here. We'll take your calls okay. about anything. Uh, we've been talking about immigration and got into the question of running a business in the United States with our last caller and and how, yeah, okay, there's more freedom to open up a business in the U.S. than yeah. a lot of places in Some the world. Some states are easier than others as well. Yeah, but New Hampshire, you, unless you're in a specifically regulated industry, you don't have to do much. As far as like starting a business? Yeah, whereas in places like Louisiana, you need a specific license to sell cut flowers. So, you know, pick your spectrum yeah. of insanity. There's definitely more or less uh, regulatory structures in different states, there's no doubt. And from country to country, there's differences. I remember years ago, and it's probably been most of two decades since this happened, but John Stossel uh, you know, great libertarian talk guy on yep. ABC. Well, for at one time, was on ABC News. This was back when he was on ABC. He did a special where he wanted to test out how hard it was to open a business in different countries. Yep, and you've seen this one, okay? Yeah. So, uh, if I recall correctly, he went to like India, I think, and the United States, of course, and I believe the other one was either Hong Kong or Singapore. I think it was I, – I, I remember Hong Kong. Yeah, I think, it was, Kong, memory, I I think it was Hong Kong. I think it was Hong Kong. Uh, but Hong Kong or Singapore both are yeah. the two top economic freedom countries on the planet. And I know Hong Kong's not really a country, but regardless, it's separate from China in a lot of different ways. And it was actually easiest for him to open a business in Hong Kong where yeah. all he had to do was like fill out one piece of paper and sign it. And I don't know if there was even a fee involved. He just – that was it. You're ready to go. Whereas in the United States, there was all kinds of hoop jumping. And in India, there was even worse hoop jumping, like insane levels uh, to where he couldn't even get it started in India because it like had to go in front of the legislature for approval or something ridiculous like what that. Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely different levels of this. And the United States is not the most free when it comes to getting a business started. I wish it were, but it's not. And for 
you know, as you were saying previously, if you've got money, yeah, you can grease the wheels. You can buy the licenses. You can sure. pay the attorneys that you need to pay to be able to look over all the various different tomes of information and laws to make sure that all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and that you can go into business. Did, did you guys cover the, the handyman story? Where? Uh, I, f- I forget where it was, but it was a sting operation. Oh, on- yeah, uh, we didn't cover it, but I definitely have that okay. in my show prep. I was going to bring that up because those are just independent contractors, right, looking to run their own business. Yeah. And doing so effectively until they get, you know, caught up by the... A sting operation that busted right. more than 100 people in Hillsborough County. That's the Tampa area uh, in Florida for unlicensed contracting. Uh, so let's talk about that too, okay. because it's relevant here, and then we can get back into immigration because it's all it all ties in together. But you have skilled workers, right? Like they're contractors; they can do whatever you know, small home repairs right. that you have available. They say, "Hey, I'm offering this service." You offer them the money; they do the work. Done deal. Done deal. Everybody's happy. Should be, except for the people who've got licenses who are mad that there's other people out there doing the same work oh, for no. less because they didn't have all the license costs. How to dare they in the free country of the United States? Yeah. So, I mean, we'll get into the details on that story. I'm glad you brought it up because it's one of those ones I've def- that we definitely need to cover here on free- on Free Talk Live. But my point here is, if you don't have the money to hire an attorney. If you don't have the money to pay the fees and the fines and the licensing nonsense, take the hours of classes to go through the mandatory classes that you may have nothing, you know, that no need for whatsoever. Uh, just all these dumb, arbitrary rules being placed upon you by these government bureaucrats, and uh, then you're screwed. Because you don't have the ability to start your own business. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to. Just because you don't have enough money doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to strike out on your own, start small, and create something from the ground floor and build small and build slowly or whatever. Okay, so I I kind of don't want anybody listening to decide to go get a W-2 job based on this conversation. It depends on what industry you want to enter, and it depends on what state you live in. Sure. Some states, under the guise of safety regulate certain industries and you could pretty much do whatever you want in other industries some states are completely insane some states are in between yes your mileage may vary and you should wherever you're living even if you don't have startup capital or just don't want to pay the ridiculous you know paying off the the state basically to to be able to open in in the industry you want there is some industry that you can get into and start up small and do yeah, it on the side and build it. It may not be the one you want just because right, there's no, some and that, industries. Right, and that's yeah. wrong. I, like all of this is wrong and yeah. we should just get rid of the state. No, you, you're right. People should do their research and check I, this out, but they shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to go and like figure yeah. out, all right, how do I do this legally? I need to go and do a bunch of research and spend hours and hours and hours yeah. if, you can't, if you can't afford an attorney to tell you how to do it. I would say just you do know. it anyway. Well, that's that's tends to be how I run my life yeah. is, you know, better to ask forgiveness than to ask permission. But even in the case of what you're saying, Melanie, like, let's say you're talking about a business that's mostly or completely unregulated in any given state. Just because that's true doesn't mean that they aren't going to regulate where you can do that business. So, for instance, you can't in a lot of places open up a home based business even though that would be the lowest cost way of doing things because then you don't have to go and like get a storefront or rent some sort of industrial it's space. Because zone for commercial. That's right. Um, now, in New Hampshire, there's there's usually more flexibility to do things like home-based business. In New Hampshire, as long as you're not creating excessive... Noise or uh, Not excessive um, traffic. parking issues, right. then they leave... Then 
you don't have to do anything special. That's true. And it's even true here in Keene, which is one of the more regulated, you know, lefty cities in, in New Hampshire. But again, that's not true in a lot of cities where there's just absolutely no home-based businesses allowed whatsoever. You just can't do it. You need to go and get your go, go to the commercial zone and pay more, which means, again, you have to have money in order to get well, into right. talk okay. to the yeah, town so, council, get permission from those yeah. guys. Yeah. So the situation is horrendous. I'm not disputing that. But what I am saying is on an individual level, I think that it would behoove you to start wherever you need to start to to in order to get away from the you know being W2J. tied to a corporation. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm with Richie on this. Like, better to ask forgiveness than to ask permission. But the problem is, once you get big enough, they're gonna come after you as soon as you get. You know, there's always always these stories in the news media that, um, like the classic example of the hair braiding uh, lady who. You know, she's been braiding hair for however many years. She learned it from her grandmother who, you know, taught it to her mother and so on and so forth. It's been passed down the line and she's been successfully doing like African hair braiding in her home and has had all these customers. Well, then the news media finds out about it and they make a, you know, one of those cool stories about, hey, look at this lady. She's a success. She's got a business. and Brought her up by her bootstraps and look at her go now. And it's a wonderful like human interest story of a successful small business. And then the government bureaucrats see it and they're like... Hmm, wait a minute, she's not on file with us. We need to go and talk to this lady. And then they ruin her life, destroy her business, and tell her that she can't do this because she's in her home and she doesn't have a home-based business license or whatever permission slip she needs to do that. But on top of that, she needs to have a hair braider's license, which, of course, they don't actually teach anything about African hair braiding in the thousand hours of beauty school that you have to go through to be able to get the hair braider's license from the state. And they're like, you got to do all this stuff or else we're going to put you in jail. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, then, all I want to do is braid hair, man. Right, and yeah. she was braiding hair, yeah. and everything was totally fine. So that's what people have to deal with, and that's why people, you know, when they see all these dumb government rules, they're just like, you know what? I'll just keep the job. When, no whenever point. people like were to dissuade me from starting my own business or doing my own thing, right? Oh no, you got to get that license. You got to do mm-hmm. this thing. You got to jump through that hoop. And like, uh, no, I don't. Number one, no, I don't. Yep. I'm just going to do it. And they go like, well, they're going to come after you. Like. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we, when we come there, to it, yeah. right? I'm, let, let me let me make some money on the side. Let me st- get, you know right. build up a war chest so that if and when they do come after me, I'll have some I'll have some you know background of what I'm doing with the business and also some finances to help defend myself. I wish more people person. had that attitude, um, but they're understandably frightened to death of these murderous state agents who can you know just destroy your life in yep. an instant if that's what they want to do. Let's go to Duncan. He's in Missouri listening to KWTO. In I believe the Springfield area. Go ahead, Duncan. So I've uh, been listening to these conversations. Thanks. You know, free markets only work if people abide by the laws that are huh? that are in place, whether you think they're ignorant or not. What do you mean by that? How uh, could it be a free market if there's a bunch of laws in the way? Government's got to regulate well, the free market. So I ran a dairy since I graduated high school in 1987. We sold out in 2015. Okay. My wife and I. We put about $200,000 in a new dairy structure. Uh, the industry was evolving faster than I than I anticipated. But I really feel like illegal immigrants that came in and did the mundane, uh, bring the cows in, wash the udders, attach the unit, uh, you know, just the basic steps of milking cows were partially responsible or taking the dairy dream away from our rural community. I want to know more about that. If you can hang on, Duncan, I'll give you a chance to explain it better coming up. Are you sick of hearing the same crap on libertarian podcasts? 
inside jokes, interviews of the same person you've heard 50 times? Then you need to listen to the Lava Flow podcast. No nonsense and to the point. Get the information you need and get out. You won't hear the latest libertarian circle jerk news here, but instead hard-hitting anti-statist news with me, Roger Paxton, shooting from the lip. LAVA stands for Libertarian, Anarcho-Capitalist, Voluntarist, and Agorist. And if you think you fit any of these categories, then this is the podcast for you. Listen now at thelavaflow.com to find out what's rustling my jimmies, what's in the news, the latest bad cop, stupid stuff statists are saying, and so much more. You can find out more and subscribe on any podcatcher at thelavaflow.com. That's thelavaflow.com. Part of the Pax Libertas Productions Podcast Network. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off the second hour here of the Live Sunday edition. Open phones, as always, at 855-450-FREE, like freedom. We've been talking about immigration, which led to a discussion about... uh, the supposed free market. Free market capitalism at its best. We'd all like to see the free market. And I don't use the word capitalism along with the free free market. Like, hey, I'm not opposed to people that want to do capitalism. But if somebody wants to have a commune in the free market, they should be free to do that too. Um, I wouldn't ever want to impose a particular system on anybody else. Um, so I, in, in my opinion, the free market is just leaving people alone. You know, letting people make their own choices for themselves and their property with, you know, the idea of property rights, I think, respected. Uh, But beyond the basic concept of property rights, the free market is just letting people be and not having a bunch of regulations imposed by total strangers, which is what the government gang is. It's just a bunch of people, for the most part, that you don't know. I mean, if you're in a super small town, then you probably do know them. Uh, But either way, they're I don't want them telling me what to do. They don't know my business. And they don't deserve to know, you know, what I'm doing. So those are some of the things we've been discussing here tonight. With you in the studio, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. John is in Nebraska. He was on the line with us. uh, Actually, sorry, not John. We're getting to John. Uh, Duncan in Missouri was on the line with us, and he had some comments listening to KWTO in uh, Springfield. You were calling about uh, your... Dairy farming put out of business. Right, your frustrations in the dairy farming business. Um, Go ahead. I wanted you to have a chance to really kind of explain what you were saying. Well, and and I consider myself a success. I got to keep my farm and my wife, and most dairy farmers don't that are smaller. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, the bigger dairies, and I love them. They're family-owned, but they're not afraid to go and and borrow to to milk 20,000 cows. We're size and scale and efficiency. Um, you know, you just make that model bigger. When we were milking 100 cows, um, it just didn't fit into the system. Yeah, well, but borrowing is made, part of it, too. I mean, you can incur some debt it, if you think it's going to pay off later. It's just a risk. Well, it's true, but I'm not uh, – there's only so much your family unit or your wife can do and sure. that I can do. And there's, there's more to milking the – there's more to a dairy than just milking cows. It's managing yep. feed, managing the land managing all the agencies, bureaucracies, milk quality, calf raising, breeding. I mean, it's, 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 it's not what you think it is. It's, it's crazy. But my point on the immigration is what allowed those bigger dairies to have the labor force that they needed 
was in a big part illegal immigrants. And I get those facts. I had a good friend who started a soap business, and we're not that far from western Kansas where the big dairies are. He would actually go to the farms and try to peddle his soap. All right. You and do understand it, that the free market would allow for those big dairy farms to hire workers who are now considered illegal immigrants anyway, right? Well, the thing about it is, if they're not documented workers, then they're driving my labor. What I do is the profession. If they're hiring illegal workers, right? Then they're they're making my time worth worth less. But it, but if That's, it's a free market, I don't think he's asking for a free market, is he? I don't think he's supporting well, he's, a free market. Well, the first I, thing he said was the free I, market works with with if you follow the laws. That was his initial statement, absolutely. which is contradictory Favorite. because there are no if you have a free market, there aren't a bunch of laws standing in your way. That's what I'm pointing at. Yeah. Well, but my point is maybe we don't have free market, but the dairy operators, the dairy owners, knowingly hired people to do their to their tasks on the farm with illegal workers. Good, and good it for them. Drove me out of business. Sorry, you weren't able to compete. And, yeah, that's that's unfortunate, well, but uh, you know maybe you should have hired some of them yourself. I don't, I don't know. That's that's not, and I had the chance to do that, but I felt like as an American citizen, I'm not. I'm not going to break the laws. I see. Yeah. I mean, so you were afraid of the government, not, you know, possibly destroying your I'm life and killing no, you and your family. It's, it's understandable. I mean, someone has to, someone has to stand up eventually and say that this isn't working. And I took well, but I it's working for the big dairy farms. It just well, there's also a lot of uh, you know, as I understand it, and I'm not in the business, so this is me from the outside having heard things about it. Uh, you did mention the regulatory bureaucracies, that there's a lot of uh, hoop jumping to deal with in order to be in the dairy business. And as I understand it, there's also, are there not subsidies towards some of these bigger farmers from the government as well? There's, and there are, you know, I would, I'm personally against subsidies. Me too. But here's, here's the deal. If you don't take that money and it's still on the table and right. you don't bring it into your county and to your family. Someone will. Uh, that's the way. But, you know, at the end of the journey, I started a farmstead creamery, and you talked about state bureaucracy. And I thought jumping through all those hoops was my biggest problem when I was getting my cheese plant and my yogurt plant up and going. And then I figured out after I got that done and they just kept throwing stuff at me and I got that done, my biggest problem was the market. We are so advanced. Um, and consumers do not give folks a second chance. If your product isn't spot on day one, minute one, you're done. Yeah. And that, I kind of wish that were true it. in more industries. Well, it's a, it's, hey, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for the call, Duncan. I appreciate hearing from you. And thanks for the inside scoop there into your business. And as he was pointing out there, you know, he put a tremendous amount of effort into jumping through all these regulatory hoops. Of course. And God knows how much money in order to jump through those hoops to get his cheese or, or whatever business, yogurt business it was, off the ground. And then after you've then thrown in a ton of money and time into all these regulatory compliance issues, then you've got to actually do the business, right? Sure. Then you've got to put the product out. Then you've got to com- compete with the competitors. And you're already behind the ball by $100,000, $300,000, whatever the, you know, the various different costs were. And as he's pointing out, then, you know, if you're not ready to go and have the best product available right out the gate, then it's it's tough competition. Yeah. So that sucks. 
And it's because of the government that uh, made it so that he couldn't spend that. I'm, again, I'm just picking a number out of thin air, right? Sure. Let's say it was $300,000 just in regulatory compliance costs. That's money that he couldn't spend on his actual business, on doing things that would right. make his product better or service better and more competitive. Sad. It is what well, it is sad, but his again his initial statement prior to the break was that the free market needed rules and regulations, and that is false. That is not a free market. Correct. Yeah. But then he was, you know, in, in on one side of the mouth, he was arguing in favor of those. Yep. When they were going to prevent illegal immigrants from coming in and working yeah. for his competitors, and on the other side of his mouth, arguing against them because it was preventing him from from moving on with his business. Yeah, that so, is. Uh, if you're going to advocate for it, take the good with the bad, man. Yeah, that's a great point, Richie, and and, and I think it it deserves you know, further study here, the idea that Americans are incredibly unprincipled when it comes to freedom. They they can understand how, if they're in business, how regulations hurt their business. They can see it because they're experiencing it. They're right. feeling it. They know how deleterious those things can be, how time-wasting they are, time-consuming, money, resource-consuming. Uh, and they can see that that's that's money and time they could spend elsewhere, but they can't because there's men with guns who will show up and you know threaten their lives if they don't jump through the hoops. Uh, but at the same time, they also want those regulations to exist for all their competition and right. for everybody else in every other business. It's like So they want to be free from the regulations themselves, but they don't want the regulations to go away because they are convinced that they're somehow benefiting from them. Well, and that's when the cronyism comes in, when you get big enough as an organization to be able to you write bear the, the cost of the burden. You write the regulations yeah. that burdens your competitors even more. Yeah, it's sick. Um, it's a sickness, and people need to let it go i mean they need to realize that it's not helping people i just want the consistency yeah either for it or you're against it based on principles of the matter so yeah if you if you're against regulations for yourself and you should be go ahead and just be against regulations for everyone else including your competition be against regulations and be against taxes across the board because we'll all benefit from that and of course the fear mongers will come and say but but people will do bad things. But but dangerous products, dangerous services. We need regulations to protect the consumers. That's what they say. That's what they say. But the reality of it is, is that regulations actually protect the people who've been in business the longest, the people who have the most political connections in the world of politics. And that's usually not you. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airways. And as far as protecting consumers... I say leave that to the marketplace. The fact is, businesses do not have an incentive to hurt their customers. And uh, with competition, you'll see safety and things like that improve. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, Live Sunday edition here. We'll take your calls and thoughts about what you want. Numbers 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. Great site to go to to learn about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and Bitcoin Cash over at Bitcoin.com. And they've got a brand newish site started in the summer of 2019 at local.bitcoin.com that lets you buy or sell Bitcoin Cash. With dozens of payment methods, it's a global trading platform that actually respects your privacy, which means there's no identification requirements to sign up for the site over at local.bitcoin.com. Get started trading Bitcoin Cash at local.bitcoin.com. It's the live Sunday edition here with you tonight. It's Ian. Richard Rich. And Melanie. 
And wow, full phones on a Sunday night here. Immigration, man. Uh, well, Brings them out. We really haven't even been talking that much about immigration. We got we, started and we, they called in. It's true. We did start with immigration. <laughs> and a lot of people have opinions, so we're going to get to your calls and thoughts, starting out with John in Nebraska watching us on YouTube. Go ahead, John. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I kind of disagree with you on the rules and regulations. I think that we do need... Uh, we need to protect consumers, um, and I think that big corporations, uh, they could care less, obviously, about the rules and regulations. I mean, you just I guess, for example, you just look at the history of seatbelts and how hard those companies fought, those car companies fought against seatbelts. Um, you know, I mean, that's just an example right there. You know, it was good for the consumer, and it's a, it's a good law that we have. You know, it's, it's something that was brought to you, you know, by somebody who Were consumers to not people. demanding safety in vehicles at the time? You know, I I, I would say some were, and, and others were just like, I really don't care. You know, I'm sure there's lots of people who bought cars and didn't didn't care. So if you cared about safety, then. could you have like an aftermarket seatbelt installed on your vehicle? I Obviously, I think you can, yeah. I mean, <laughs> You know, so, but, and those that but, didn't care, uh, they were free to take whatever risk they wanted in their car. Right, but you see, but you see, like if, if the problem is, is if you get a ride with somebody in a car, you know, and there's no seatbelt, well, don't you get where I'm going with that? Yeah, like, don't you're don't take really, the ride. Okay, so do, do you think that regulations, in fact, protect consumers? Okay, but let's all right. So yeah, I mean, yes, rules and regulations do protect the consumers, and. I, if, if there were none, I mean, you could look, I mean... So you, you believe, at, hold like, on, now, John, I just want to be clear. You don't think seatbelts would exist if it weren't for government? Well, I mean, there are people who fought for it, obviously, within the government. I mean, there's, you know, like... You do know that, the government that car companies, the I mean, just to clarify, you do know that car companies sell their cars based on how safe they are there's all kinds of safety features to that, his credit though they well, did now, fight against regu- they did fight against the seatbelt regulation at the time well i would fight against yeah. regulations too no matter what the regulations were but that doesn't mean that they even would if even if it saved lives if the customers want it they'll put it in their cars that's why i asked if you could put it in afterwards. so that's what i'm saying here is if that's what people are demanding it will happen they won't fight against so, what but, their customers want and if you look at the way autos are sold today, there's frequently safety ratings and things like that. Oh, well, we've got a five-star safety rating. This car's got this airbag and that airbag and you know all this you know stuff that they don't necessarily have to have, but they do, uh, in a lot of cases, have. They go over and above whatever the legal mandatory minimums are. And that's true in a lot of industries where their, their safety standards are actually much higher than what the government requires. So, And a lot of that's brought on by the marketplace. With some companies, yes. I mean, but with others, I mean, like... So support just, those companies. There's people who don't care. You know, Then don't give them they, your business. Yeah, yeah. But, well, and let them not care. But to an un, unknowing consumer, I mean, you know, you can't... Ah, the ignorant just, consumer argument, right? So you because some people are, are not going to pay attention, because some people are not going to do their due diligence, we need to have a humongous bureaucracy out there to uh, try to protect those people from making mistakes. Is that right? But you, but you have to understand if if there is no rules and regulations that state that they have to state what's inside their product, or whatever they're making, or whatever the product is, um, you know, like let's say there's something that's contaminated in your food, and you know, like I, I guess that's a bad example, but let's say 
Because that happens anyway, paint, right? There's there's lead there's there's lead in your paint, mm-hmm. and and you're painting your room or something. You're in your house. Don't uh, eat the or, paint. Lead paint was advertised as lead paint. It wasn't like a thing people found out about later. <laughs> right, and you don't. Okay. Most people don't right. eat the paint. It's the babies that like walk around on the floor and then you know eat their you know whatever's on their hands that kind of thing. So they're. Wait, what i'm trying to say right i, I mean, understand are, what you're saying are, you're saying that that we need to have a regulatory massive state out there to protect people who don't want to do research and the modern day corollary is helmet laws right a lot of states have helmet laws for motorcycles helmet. some states and don't that's a that's a good example you you look at the cdc you go to their website and you see how much that costs us you know as, as far as medical bills are tax dollars when people don't wear helmets you see how many people get hurt it's, it's insane. And, well, and that sounds like a problem with socialism else. to me. If you have to pay for someone else's mistake, no, it causes. It, I mean, it causes your 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 bill to go. Like, if a hospital, if someone gets hurt and they can't pay for it, mm-hmm. that hospital has to find a way to to come up with that money. Right, you're talking about because government forces hospitals to take on uh, patients that can't afford to pay, To be right? fair, that would be somewhat of an issue anyway, because if you have somebody come in unconscious mm-hmm. or partially conscious, the hospital's not necessarily going to be like, well, go dig up your financial statements first. They're going to treat them and hope they pay, and then the overhead is people who never pay the should bill. Should we stop people and from taking true. risks then? I mean, should we stop so people then, from jumping out of airplanes while we're at it as well? Should, Bungee should jumping? We, should we not have... Should we not have empathy? Should we not care about our... That's our a well, no, we shouldn't have empathy. Question. We should have logic. No, I agree with empathy. I totally agree with it. But to you shouldn't have, make decisions based on empathy. To have empathy with other people means being able to put yourself in their shoes and, and understand how it could feel to be in that position. Um, but just because we have empathy doesn't mean that it's okay to use violence to threaten our neighbors, right? Violence? I, I mean, I don't know where... Wait, where do you what do you think violence? what do you think backs up all the government rules and regulations okay obviously there has to be people there to enforce the law yeah what I do mean, they I use but but look i can agree with you on like you shouldn't have to pay a ton of money for a fishing or hunting permit or license mm-hmm. or whatever like that and i i agree with you yeah maybe you shouldn't have to pay a bunch of money to go get a food handler's permit but the classes still should be there the education should still be available, and the permit should still... There, there's Voluntarily by a third-party organization, not the state. So okay, there's... so I've taken these food safety government-regulated classes, and there was nothing really in there that you sh- shouldn't just know as a human being who's walking around. Well, but he's against those. So, like, you're in favor of some regulations, but you're against some no, other wait. regulations. Oh, he said they should no, be the no, classes. I'm, no, wait. I'm, I'm, for, I'm for the food handler's permit, believe me. There's a lot of people who should not be handling food right now. But... I'm just saying that, like, you know, you shouldn't have to pay a ton of money to go take that class, you know, or whatever. The, there's, like, different levels. What of about a food but, handling certification as opposed to a permit? Because one shows that you voluntarily right. went to go get the education. One's a permission slip from that, the state. I mean, if, if, they're, if they're equal in, in knowledge and, you know, learning and understanding. Certification is you know, probably going to be higher quality. John, I want to sure. say thanks for the call tonight. I, I really do appreciate your, uh, your, you know, your perspective. Thanks for sharing it with us. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. But what if you just want to sell some food to your neighbors out of your own kitchen? Do Most it. places, that is illegal. 
And it doesn't matter how well, uh, you know, ins- how well trained you've been in the business. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. It's Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. Also, uh, the Edge Wallet. Want to make sure you know about it. It's a great wallet for cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin BTC, Bitcoin Cash, Dash, Ethereum, Bitcoin SV, various different Ethereum tokens, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, and several others. You can go and get your Edge Wallet at the iOS or Android app stores and buy, sell, trade, and securely hold cryptocurrencies. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet or go to their website and learn more about the technology behind Edge at edge.app. That's E-D-G-E edge.app. As we continue, we'll take more of your calls and thoughts about what you want. Coming up, a major crackdown in Tampa Bay against unlicensed contractors leading to the arrest of more than 100 productive people. Uh, but first, we go to your calls and thoughts here. We go to John. He's in Florida to start things out here. John, you're on Free Talk Live, and you're watching us on the Twitch video platform at twitch.lrn.fm. Go ahead. Yes, this, this really hit home with me because um, uh, about two years ago, uh, me and my buddy, we were trying to get out under the thumb of you know, working at our, our um, nine to five jobs. And so we were going to start a business. His grandpa had a zero turn motor uh, mower. I had, um, uh, from my uncle, I had the, uh, um, oh. I don't know what mower. happened to your audio there, but it just cut out pretty bad. And make sure you talk right into your phone. Okay. How about now? We're good go, now. Go ahead. Yeah. So I have a leaf blower and he, his grandpa had a zero turn motor, a mower. And, um, we, we were getting a little bit of the equipment together and we started off with, uh, with one lawn and when we worked up, we had about seven, eight lawns and, um, we, uh, we, we, we took over from this one guy. We, we were able to give our prices. So he was like charging them a hundred bucks a month and we were doing them for 50. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the one who said something and, um, undercut so we his market. That's why. Yeah, well, code enforcement um, from the county came out, and oh they came over and, and stopped it. And the guy comes out, and um, he says, uh, um, you have uh, your permits, you have your bonds. Well, me and my buddy, he told us we had to stop working right then. Wow. Well, guess what? This market this market is rigged from the top to the bottom. But yeah, you have to register your landscape and business name. you got to select a business structure. You need a... Uh, uh, you got to register the landscape of business. Ridiculous. You got to open a business check and yep. bank account. You got to hide taxes. You need an accountant. You got to get um, liability. All this insurance. just to go and cut Bonded. someone's grass. What you should just be able to do is like a 15 year old with a lawnmower yeah. over the summer. They used to have, you know, 12 year olds who. Or 12. Yeah, were able to do that because there were no regulations. Maybe they couldn't 
get as far and do right. as many lawns. But yeah, and we've seen uh, stories like that up here. I don't remember it was uh, Massachusetts. I think it was Massachusetts or something like that, where some teenagers were targeted by. Uh, code enforcement because they didn't have their snow shovelers permit or whatever and they were shoveling people's uh, walkways and driveways and things like that and it's just absolutely insane so what happened john i mean did they run you out of business oh yeah they, they threatened to throw us in jail and then we, we then that, that wasn't all we needed we had to sign up with osha we needed a city license they wanted us to have workers compensation I mean, it was just ridiculous. Nonsense. Um, we had to register as contractors, yep. and and well, well, and the other thing, um, I couldn't get a job picking oranges either because uh, around here, um, back in two thousand eight, when jobs were really bad, I went to go sign up to do um, orange picking, and what happened was, um, it's, you get paid, um, uh, the, it's ten twenty five, but that is, let's say. Let's say you have your own car and you have your own house and transportation. You got paid seven twenty-five if you like took your bus and they had like um like uh, a little commune that you could stay at. Mm-hmm. And so you got paid three dollars more though if you had all your like you drove and everything. Well, that kind of makes sense like, though because you're not costing them the money. Correct. Well, what happened was I went to two different places. I was told I was overqualified, and I had been working at a steak and shake. <laughs> John, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate the story. Uh, the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. I, I do miss steak and shake, I got to say. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know what steak and shake is. I'm familiar with, I'm familiar with it. I have never yeah. had one. It's, uh, it's, a good, it's a good product. I mean, it's, it's fast food, but yeah. it's... You know, made to order, uh, and steak burgers is what they yeah. kind of make their name on. But they're 24 hours a day, which is the nice part about Steak and Shake. And, you know, the service is sort of notoriously bad, at least in my experience. <laughs> like, it's not particularly good. Uh, but the food's pretty decent and the, the prices were all right. And it was nice for me when I worked in overnights and radio. Oh, yeah. Is, you know, if it was five in the morning or whatever, I'm getting off work. I could just go and grab a burger and, you know, strawberry shortcake or something like nice. that. And they don't have, they don't have them up here. There, there's a handful of like those types of burger places where it's so regional mm-hmm. and you just, you have to be in the area to know about it right right like stay yeah. like out west it's uh in and out burger yep i've heard about right? them and what a burger is popular and exactly smash burgers on the rise in some places uh let's continue we have dan in vermont on the line with us uh, listening to wvmt hey dan hey guys hey welcome hey so i moved to vermont in 2001 my wife and I had uh, two young kids, so we used to have the younger one, uh, you know, go to a little mom-and-pop daycare, you know, down the street. Usually, you know, like a grandma or, or you know, a stay-at-home mom would take in a few kids and, you know, three, four kids. And what's happened over the over the years is that uh, here in the People's Republic, the, the state basically started regulating that more and more so that basically... Uh, it's ironic because the cost of childcare keeps going up, you know, and then then all the Democratic progressive controlled legislature keeps saying, oh, well, we need to increase the subsidies for that to help pay for the cost. But they've literally made it more expensive because the mom and pop operations or the woman down the street, you know, taking three or four toddlers in got regulated out. Oh, and then boy. now basically the, the state is going to a system where you pretty much often have to have like a um, a uh, a high school, I mean not a high school, a college degree in like your early childhood ed 
you know, to work in these places. They're moving in that direction. That's crazy. Well, I mean, and and that's, ironically, that's their actual goal, though, because if they raise the prices, if they regulate it so that so much that they quote have to subsidize it, then now they get to control it because they're subsidizing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's exactly the done, and they they already first started authorizing uh, about ten to fifteen hours of state uh, paid childcare at the within the school. So if you have a pre-K kid, they can go like 10 hours free. Um, yeah. And it's funny because now they're having these crises where they're saying, Oh, look, we have a childcare crisis. And then they're trying to raise the minimum wage at the same time, you know, up above 12, they're trying to move to $15 an hour. And then they say, and then they have all these stories where the young families can't afford it. And, yeah. but it's funny because enough people, enough people remember it wasn't too long ago that the state essentially drove the mom and pop child cares out of business. And so it's no wonder that there's a crisis because there's less, there's less supply of child mm-hmm. care providers. But now you're there's saying that they can put them in state hands for 10 hours a, a week or something like that with. Yeah. So that, was, that was a way because we've had declining the state, but the state budget keeps going up for education, even though we have declining enrollment here mm-hmm. in the people's Republic. Of course. And so one of the things they did was to, to help the, the school budget survive was they said, oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start counting students who, uh, who go for just 10 hours towards the child, towards the student count of the school, because we have a statewide pool of education money. And that, it's not per town. It all goes into the state, then it gets redistributed back. It should be so easy day. just to like drop it off at the neighbor's house, right? Like the, 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 the right, mom and pop exactly. shop that he said, and, and, everyone and in the neighborhood. Get it, they used to have, it used to be regulated basically on size. So if you had, I think, above six or eight kids, you know, there was at least a registration yeah. and minimal safety inspection and things like that. But it used to be if you were under a certain number of kids, you did, you weren't you weren't regulated. And, cool, and, you can and, put them in the, the asbestos room. Because that helps your market. And, and, I mean, if there's, you know, parents, a father and a mother, if there's something sketchy at the child care down the street or you don't think this person's doing a good enough job, you'll pull your kid right. out. Right, real quick. You know, the market can handle it. And uh, you're absolutely right, right on, Dan. Thanks for sharing yeah. that with us tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you. And that's Dan there in Vermont, or as he calls it, the People's Republic of Vermont. 855-450-FREE. There's more coming up here, and you can bring up what you want on free time. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. want to say thanks to Tyler C., who is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier, meaning that Tyler contributes 5 bucks a month to the Free Talk Live AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It is a program that allows you to get behind what we do here on Free Talk Live and help us get on more radio stations around the United States and possibly beyond. Um, and that can help us get the ideas of liberty into more people's heads, which is a valuable thing, I think. Maybe you value these ideas and you want to help us do that. Please join as Tyler C. has done over at amp.freetalklive.com. You can use PayPal, credit card, or Bitcoin BTC at ampamp.freetalklive.com. Combat these callers asking for more regulations. Indeed. Uh, we've actually had a really good show uh, tonight. I appreciate all the, the folks that have weighed in here, even if we don't agree, because that's what makes talk radio the most interesting, is when people don't agree with each other. So I'm, sure. I'm grateful for those calls. Um, some people are still convinced that they need to have a government regulatory structure to protect people, that if it weren't for regulations, 
that people would be in grave danger. Dun, dun, and dun. usually from corporations, which is odd because corporations are creatures of the states. What do you mean by that? So the state created a thing called a corporation, which allows you to sever liability, which is just responsibility for your actions, right. from yourself. That's so true. you could say, oh, that wasn't me. That was business me. Yes. And so if something went wrong in my business and I created a car that kills 7 million people, I could just be like, well, you have you could take all my business assets mm-hmm. that were that I had assigned to that business, but not my own house. But um I'm not paying for that and you can't hold me responsible in any way, so peace. Yeah, I'll just true. go open another corporation then. Oh, that's that's true. It's the benefit well, it of the corporation. Doesn't, it doesn't bar you from the industry. Right. It just protects you as a person and the assets that were assigned by you to that specific corporation. Correct. You can lose. Aside from the limited liability aspect, I am not convinced that some sort of corporate structure would not exist absent the state. Like I I can see Well, that's the- that's kind of the thing that makes it that structure. You're talking about the. You're saying that if there was no state, if there was no coercive government that we had, right? Uh, that that someone who wanted to create a business would still have some kind of a legal entity or some sort of representation uh, on paper of that business, because that's what a corporation is, right? It's just a, Somewhat, a right? paper filing, you know, in a folder somewhere that says so and so is doing business as this entity this i believe name. so because if you want to if you want to have large businesses which i again i don't think will uh, go go the way of the dodo absent the state right you you need one individual is not going to have like the startup capital so the easiest way to like build your startup capital is to entice investors with future profits right and once you start getting investors the easiest way to manage investors in it seems to be to me to offer shares of the company. Mm-hmm. So they would then be bought into ownership of the company, uh, but they would also be bought into liability uh, absent the state without that without that coverage. So it still wouldn't be... Well, that, that would be a lot less... Co- There's also other reasons I think that the stock market, stock market would be a lot less common in the absence of the state and the tax regulations, but that in and of itself would make stock way less common because that's a lot of risk. You have to actually pay attention to what's going on Yes. That's going to disincentivize people from doing it, as it should. I don't think mm. that most businesses would be anywhere near what they are. You know, the 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 apex business in that industry. So, you know, Walmart, Amazon. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. But the argument that I hear a lot is like, absent the state, we wouldn't have corporations. Well, we wouldn't because that's what a corporation is. We also wouldn't the have 401ks. Right. You mean there would be businesses, but not corporations. There would be businesses structured similarly to that of corporations, where you have shares, the, the owner, mm-hmm. shares, yeah. stockholders. Those could all be private contracts. They could right? be, which is why I I believe it would exist. Uh, in and you may some still form. need a lawyer or something to set it up for you, possibly, or a professional who right. does that so sort I, of thing. I'm just I'm just saying, like when when I hear the argument like corporations won't exist, I I hear the argument about the limited liability. I I understand that they're created by the state, and therefore you know in in the current. Uh, the current iteration would not exist, um, but I don't think that the the way corporations are structured uh, would disappear overnight. But that is the way the corporations are structured. If three people get together and do a thing and they mess up, 
then those three people are liable and responsible for their actions. Right, but what happens? The states. But what happens when you sell thousands of shares into an organization and put that available? Then you have then that that I don't think anybody would do that because in the absence of the state, that would be insane. No, I don't. I don't think so. Well, why couldn't you have shareholders who don't have liability? Because they own the company. But you could still disclaim liability, couldn't you? Like, I just want to give you some money. If you fail, then I don't get my money back. And if you succeed, then I get my money back. But if you fail, as in like you held are held li- liable for some sort of damage that you've done, then I still should not be, you well, know, but as part of my a, contract. Okay, so, but, but the victim isn't a part of that contract. Yeah. You're going to contract with everybody on earth? Okay, in case he harms no, no. you. You contract with the corporation and then depending if, if you want to have like different tiers of stock ownership, right? Liability stock and non-liability stock. And then the liability people would get better dividends or whatever, Obviously, right? Because yeah. right? they're, they're, they're absorbing more of the risk. Then, you, then the victim would still sue the corporation and everyone who's a, a liability stock owner yeah. would be on the on I the don't lawsuit. think you're wrong about this. I think that it's what's confusing the conversation is the, the use of the word corporation because it's when you're saying it, you're using it in a sort of dual meaning. You're using it on one hand to mean the legal filing of the corporation right. and then you're also referring to it sort of interchangeably with the word business. And a lot of people do that where they'll call a business a corporation. Well, a mom and pop shop is a business. That and usually a corporation as well because a lot of those are incorporated. Maybe. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. Almost always. Okay. Because they're paying taxes usually, right? Sure. And so in order to do that, they've probably got some sort of a LLC or S corporation or sole proprietorship or whatever, right? And, and if you can come up with a better word to describe like... Business. What, just business? Well, but, like, okay, see, the, well the problem is a corporation is literally a legal status. I it's got a it. Legal so fiction. absent the state... I'm not even arguing that. There's, no su- there's literally no such thing as a corporation. Which is why I also said also, corporate structure but there's because also, I don't have a term There's also for no it. such thing business as... Business structure. Okay, fine. Severing liability from your actions, right? And come up with a term for that, and I'll use that term. But it, but I don't but, have but a better way to but describe. But I don't see how, absent the state, you can sever liability from your actions. Because if I own a thing and it harms someone, I'm responsible for that. If I own a dog and it harms someone, I'm responsible for that. If right. I own one tenth of a dog and it bites someone, I'm still responsible. But you are not wholly responsible if there's like a thousand shareholders with equal liability. I mean, you could argue that I'm one one thousandth responsible, but I'm not just walking away from that. Well, it could just simply be that, and again, we're speculating about what might happen in this fantasy world with no state that we'll be amazed to reach in our lifetimes, right? But if that were to actually occur, um, maybe it would be commonly accepted that businesses are not to be held liable beyond their assets, you know that that the individuals who are but that involved makes, that makes the weird assumption that a business is a is a thing is, is a, a thing. separate thing. Well, that's from what the, the, the idea of a corporation is, right? It's this legal fiction that the lawyers have said, Alakazam! There is now this thing, right? This corporation. It's in there. The, the name corp, right? Like body, corpus, corpus, or whatever. Sure. And uh, if you want me to not use that term, then I'm not saying that. Okay, well, I'm. But I, well, I mean, I do think you shouldn't <laughs> use that term for something that's not a corporation because it right. confuses the issue. I agree with that. All the problems that come with it would disappear so I'll with use the state. The, I'll use the term business then. I think there will be businesses set up with shareholders who are then going to be held liable for whatever goes wrong. Right? Like, or, or the yeah, reverse. Yeah, if they're held liable, that right. gets rid of most of the issues that you have that you see today. Well, and that's the only that's the only other argument against corporations as it stands today is... They sever the liability. 
And I and I think when I when I hear people argue against that in terms of absent the state, what it'll look like, I still don't think it's going to look significantly different. Uh, it just will be structured. The business will be structured. But I do think that most things will be structured significantly different. There's no reason for a restaurant that sells hamburgers to need to be set up that way. Maybe mm-hmm. if you're an airline, right. you need to I own s- several airports in order for that to be functional. And I said larger that businesses make, that will have that to makes stay in sense. operation. But right now, you're doing that with everything. If you sell a car and it catches on fire, you could just walk away from that. Maybe insurance could be a factor here where a company could purchase liability insurance could. that would protect them beyond, would protect the investors. Oh, yeah, or beyond, investor insurance. Right, right, so like they would they would pay, you know, if there was some sort of a judgment against that company that went beyond what they could afford to pay, then the insurance would kick in the and rest. the insurance would have to evaluate what kind of risk that was yeah. before they wrote a yeah. $10 million policy. Uh, all I, right, st- so, I still think you'll have CEOs, board of directors, and shareholders. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, so business structure business structure whatever call it what you want yeah 855 450 free that's 855-450-3733 you join us we got a full hour to go here on free talk lives live sunday show do you want more businesses accepting bitcoin cash and dash now with any pay you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses finally a financial incentive to spread bitcoin cash and dash you made it happen so you get the rewards download the any pay cash register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Launching into the third hour here of this live Sunday edition. The toll-free number for you is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. It's 855-450-3733. We've also got the Discord call-in line rooms. They're open and available to you at discord.lrn.fm here in the studio tonight. It's Ian. Richard Rich. And Melanie. Uh, so we still have that story about the crackdown on unlicensed contractors that we didn't uh, get into. Plus, we can come back around to the immigration discussion. Uh, both of you guys had stories about immigration tonight. Uh, so that's all to come if we get the chance. Of course, your calls and thoughts Come first here on Free Talk Live. So we're going to go to the phones and to what may or may not be the fun. Let's talk to Marcus <laughs> in Toronto. A, eh? you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, great. Yes. Uh, actually, uh, maybe not. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, we do Hello? hear you. What have you to, oh, to say to us tonight? Oh, okay. I was hoping to talk about the earth being flat. You guys are really touchy. Well, that's a tough subject to really get out there. Yeah, because it makes you look insane. I mean, that's really tough. (laughs) Well, actually, you know, before you you go down that path, the only thing that fellas who believe in it being a pretty blue marble have is is shame and ridicule, like the emperor wears... No, they also have science. Ah, let's yeah. talk about science, because it's hard to find a single experiment that shows the Earth being a ball. You don't need an experiment. You can just go on an airplane oh. and find out for yourself. How thick is what the do flat you Earth? See, out of curiosity, what do you see on an airplane? The curvature of that, the Earth, you know that, if you're high enough. Well, well, did you know that about five years ago, when flat Earth started making sort of like a breakthrough on the Internet, 
all the airline companies wound up changing their windows. So could, it, no, I'm serious. They changed all, all the airline companies around. changed their windows well, to, because flat Earth was getting big. To what did they change their windows exactly? It's probably a handful of airline airplane manufacturers. Uh huh. What you know, is there's the plenty incentive of, of airlines to make you think no, the not, Earth is not a different the new shape? Ones. The old ones got taken in and refurbished. With right, new buddy. Sure. They're so, not really windows. It's all They're a big conspiracy. Screens. They're LED screens, so, so you're not really actually it, looking it at it. It makes sense if you really think about why you need to lie about it, right? Okay, why? Well, well, how does what shape the Earth is affect you or anybody else's life? On a daily basis. Well, see, see the way it really works is that if you think about the fact that uh, Satanists have been trying to take over the world. Whoa. Uh, what does this have to do? Oh with wait, wait. Satan? So they're, they're not already. You don't think they're already running the world? Well, they are, but finding subscriptions <laughs> would be really tough. Well, wait. How are they trying to take over the world if they're already running it? That doesn't make any sense. Well, no, but see, they still need subscriptions. What does that mean exactly? Are they signing up well, for PayPal? They need, they need new people to start selling their souls to keep to keep you know the I guess. What would you? What would be a nice way? I I have a no way of putting this nicely, so I'm kind of hoping you just subscriptions be, up is about the only way that I can think of wow, saying it nicely. Wow! I mean, I gotta that. say, this guy has taken flat Earth to a new level of lunacy with the addition Satanist. of Satan paranoia uh, attitude well, to the mix if you here. Think about it. Well, can you name a single experiment? I mean, here you are. Saying you don't need one. Wait a minute. You just told a, me. Which is a wonderful that, way to look at hold it. Hold on. You if just you told it. me, Marcus, that yeah. you can't look out a window anymore in an airline because all of the airlines updated every single one of the planes out there at an insane and level I, I of cost. I still want to know why the airlines care. Yeah. And what exactly did they do? Did they did they put in magic windows that make it so it sort of reverses well, no, the horizon? Con- they put in concave. They put in concave windows. So you see but a curvature. See, here's the thing. You got Neil deGrasse Tyson. By the way, is it okay to call him Neil smokes a lot of grass instead? You can call uh, whatever you want, man. But... I've heard him called Black well, Science. Well, I can't call him whatever I want on this show, believe me. Well, yeah, you can, you, could regardless... say, you could say grass on the radio if, if that's the question. Okay. Degrass. But, wow. But, but regardless of the fact, he came out saying that... Even at the height of the ISS, it's so low to the ground. That the International Space no Station. Way. Yeah, the International Space Station. There's Did you just no say way. that the International Space Station cannot see the curvature of the Earth? Is that your claim? According to Neil deGrasse Tyson, can I doubt that he said that. Can it float to the other oh, side of the viral. Earth and tell it us what's really on the bottom? It really went viral okay. in the flat Earth community. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, the Flat Earth community is full of a bunch of people who are ignoring all of the various pilots and you know professionals who deal with mathematicians, uh, satellite, for instance, technology. Uh, Chris Reitman, who is a co-host here on Free Talk Live, he was a satellite tech for many years and dealt with. You He's know, part of the conspiracy. That's what these people believe. They they literally oh, believe no, that the conspiracy. That if you think about it, is if you look at your typical satellite dish. The one that people hang up in their house to watch TV or whatever the heck you may want to do with a satellite dish. They're always pointed like low to the ground, like as if they're stretching out to a, to a network antenna. 
Yeah, dude, you don't know what you're talking but, about. But not straight you're up. out of your satellite. mind. There's a satellite outside insane. the studio that's pointed up at the sky. Yeah, there's a satellite. It's not a satellite. It's a okay. dish. Right, satellite yes, dish that is, satellite uh, dish. is pointed at 97 degrees west in the southern sky, which is relatively high up, actually. It's above the tree line because if it's below the tree line, you don't get a signal, dude. <laughs> Well, that's true, but how far away, if it's pointed so high up, I'd be questioning where the tower is that it's pointing at. Is it's not like a tower, a dude. Tower it's a satellite, satellite <laughs> that is in orbit around a globular spherical Earth. Ah, My God. I mean, See, you just so don't even understand that's... basic anything about how things work in space. You don't just you just don't believe anything about what people have told you. I understand being skeptical, man. I'm all in favor of skepticism, but this is like beyond the pale. How much is the CIA well, paying for this phone call? <laughs> that's a good question. You know, if you talk about space, then you ought to talk about the fact that every single picture that came from an official space agency, in other words, if it says NASA or Jacks on it or various other space agencies, if it has their logo on it, somewhere on that piece of paper, it has to say, this is an artistic rendition. <laughs> in, other, in other words, we've all been buying space art. Sure, Nobody's buddy. We've been buying actual pictures of space. That might be, that really might be like some regulation about, somewhere. Because like, if you think stupid, about ridiculous. science, because if you really want to think about science, there's laws that say, if you know how bright an object is, and you know how far away it is, you can tell how bright that object is once you get to it. That science basically says that the moon would have to be five times brighter than a welder's torch if it's truly a quarter of a million miles away, and you can see it. You do realize that the moon doesn't give off light. <laughs> or is that now, a conspiracy the, too? Now, the question is, when this guy doesn't know jack squat about anything. <laughs> are the I, other planets round or are they flat too? They're all balls of light. We've never been there. So as far as we're concerned, it's balls of light. They've actually proven. I mean, think about it. If we I, go by the fact My that intelligence the sun, is going down uh, over time. I can feel my IQ points actually slipping away listening to you, Marcus. I don't understand what ah. it is that you think that you're bringing a value because you're so misinformed. It's actually really sad to listen to well, this why call. Why don't you inform Satan me? Has no, I can't. There's, no. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't believe anything that we say to you. You, you don't believe if, if we bring a pilot on the air, if we bring a pilot on the air and he tells you he's seen the curvature of the Earth, you'll just believe he's part of a conspiracy. Or a scientist or an astronaut or a mathematician. If you think about pilots, they already have to, they already have to hide the fact that their jet planes work on a perpetual jet engine. Or a perpetual motion machine, <laughs> which is actually a jet engine. Oh, my God. Why would the pilots even have to hide that? That pilots don't refuel the It's okay. You only have like three seconds left. Oh, my God. I, I, I don't even want to say thanks for that call. I mean, it was just the most mind-numbing claptrap. It's just hard to believe that someone is actually that ignorant. Thank you for the call, I guess. Just out of, <laughs> out of habit. <laughs> Thank you for revealing how truly ignorant people absolutely can be. True believers. 855-450-FREE. Now, that's not to say that there aren't conspiracies and the government isn't covering things up, but I don't think that's one of them.
It's Free Talk Live. And yes, you can call in about anything you want. Apparently, even, we have just proven that. Even if it is true madness or ignorance or both, it's Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Melanie. And I uh, do want to let you know about LibertyCon. That is coming up in April. It's actually April 3rd through the 5th in Washington, D.C. You'll be able to network with over 70 pro-liberty organizations. I don't think I've ever been at an event with that many you know, groups that are going to be represented. That's going to be amazing. Plus, they'll have some pretty great debates. At least that's the way it's shaping up. Uh, one will be called, Is Government Necessary? Which will feature David Friedman taking the position that, nope, it's not. And then Timothy Sandifer will be arguing the government is indeed necessary. There's another debate scheduled called Does Capitalism Require Government Intervention? In that debate, Gene Epstein, the economics editor for Barron's, will be debating Stephen Perlstein from the Washington Post. Epstein will take the anti-intervention stance, and Perlstein will argue in favor of intervention. Plus, lots of great speeches uh, will be on deck as well over at LibertyCon. Go to LibertyCon.com, use code FTL, save 10 bucks on your tickets That's LibertyCon.com. Use code FTL, like Free Talk Live, and we'll see you there April 3rd through the 5th, because Free Talk Live will be broadcasting from that event. I'm looking forward to checking it out for the first time. It'll be my first LibertyCon. So we can, of course, take your calls and thoughts. You can talk about whatever is on your mind. All right, back to the world of the real, uh, where people are having their rights destroyed. That's what people, in my opinion, should be caring about, rather than flat earth claptrap. Well, they're having their rights taken from them on the flat earth. Well, that's what they would have you believe. Uh, But anyway, Hillsborough County WFLA reporting at News Channel 8 that County Sheriff Chad Cronister announced the completion of an investigation into unlicensed contracting on Tuesday morning, which led to the arrest of more than 100 people. So calling it an investigation is a little misleading. Well, they spent it, police resources and It was time. a sting operation. Yeah. yeah. They spent they a lot of money up. on this, yeah. right? They spent a lot of time. Obviously, there's no real crime in Tampa Bay because uh, they were able to spend all this time on going after unlicensed contractors. The sheriff said, quote, the Tampa Bay housing market is booming right now, but that also means fraudsters are looking to exploit homeowners. Oh, he's going to claim that someone's committing fraud because they're unlicensed? No. Well, the only way that would be fraudulent... Is if you claim to be licensed. Right. It's kind of like being a lawyer in New Hampshire. You can do it as long as you don't say you're licensed. I have uh, lived in Florida, and I have hired people who have not had licenses to do things. Good. And that is specifically why I hired those people to do the things, because I didn't want to pay the extra costs necessary with hiring a licensed contractor, because they had to pay a bunch of money to like go through all kinds of unnecessary classes and you know pay licensing fees or whatever. And so they got to charge more in order to recoup their costs in that case. And not every skill requires a license, right? That's Some of it true. just experience doing it repeatedly gives you the, the, the skill set necessarily to do it for somebody else for right. pay. And I wasn't disappointed with the quality of the work. The work was delivered as it was delivered on time. It was delivered within the budget that was expected to be delivered. And, you know, it was somebody that I had a connection with. So I was able to help a friend out who, you know, nice. needed to get some work, right? Uh, but it was all illegal in that case. Plus, an unlicensed contractor isn't as likely to go and pull a permit for the work that they're doing. So if you're doing work indoors and like code enforcement can't drive by and figure out what you're doing, then the unlicensed contractor is protection against 
having to pay unnecessary fees to whatever state bureaucracy happens to be around to give you the yep. permission slip uh, to have the work done in the first place. Which, of course, is the reason why the state is going after them. They're missing out on revenue from all of these unlicensed contractors. Every one of these unlicensed contractors they busted is a person who didn't give the state any money to do the business that they're doing. So that's why they're upset. Yeah. And some of, I don't know how much of the story um, uh, it's in, Mm -hmm. but I think some of them were like licensed to do specific jobs. But not others. And when they got to the job site, this is why it's kind of, you know, they, they got sting operation entrapment. They, they got to the job site and said, hey, while you're here, can you take a look at this? And then busted them for the additional stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, I can take a look at that for you, too. Oh, that's even shady from like a statist perspective. Well, yeah, but, you know. Stephen Velletri is among dozens of contractors who were arrested. A search of the FDLE sex offender registry shows that Velletri was convicted of rape in New York State in How 1998. How is that that's not even relevant to his contractor. Just himself. imagine for a moment, the sheriff said, this person who was convicted of rape coming into your home where your loved ones are. They would have licensed him if he asked for the license. <laughs> they probably would have. Because it's irrelevant to the job um, that he's doing. Is that true, though? Because a lot of things like that will bar you for irrelevant convictions. Yeah, well, I don't know. None of us live in Florida. We don't yeah. know what the requirements are on being a contractor down there. But uh, really, a 20-year-old rape conviction is going to prohibit you from fixing somebody's pipes or whatever? According to the states. Dangerous, uh, dangerous uh, to have that rapist fixing pipes. Just because somebody made, you know, did something wrong 20 years ago means they can't... I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if that's the phrasing I would use for rape, did something wrong 20 years ago. It is something wrong. I didn't say yeah, made a mistake. Yeah, something wrong okay. is like stealing Committed a candy a crime bar. crime 20 years ago. Violated Rape rights. is bad. There's no doubt about it. But are you suggesting that because someone has once been a racist that they must always be a, 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 a racist, rapist, that they must always be a rapist? I mean, that pretty much bar... I don't know. Like To me, that was like pretty much like, okay, you're out of society now. Bye. Like... Maybe you wouldn't hire them, but that doesn't mean. But that you're also they be presuming that working. Well, and you're presuming that the conviction was was relevant or legitimate. What if it was someone who well, said yeah, he raped her? Didn't Statutory do it. Rape. Yeah, could have been that too. So just because he's listed as a rapist doesn't mean he actually really did anything. It could have been you know somebody claiming that he raped. But her. you were kind of you were kind of arguing as if we assume he did it because you're Let's like just assume he did he it. Did it? Yeah. 20, like I'll go ahead and assume no. he did yeah. it. Mark I don't think Edge that stops him. Committed a murder, according to the legal system, back in 1987 or whatever but it was. But we're not assuming that Mark Edge committed murder, and in fact, Mark Edge did not commit murder. That's the that's what he says, and I believe him about that. But he assisted with the commission of a murder, and was ultimately convicted, yeah, and went to prison she, for eight years. Yeah, I don't really nearly nine years. Don't either. let him back on the air. He's not suited for this job anymore. <laughs> you know, shouldn't people get a chance? You know, to try again and have a better life and like, I don't know, make amends if possible and try to do things right. Also, if he's a danger to society, don't let him out of jail. Right. That's the other thing. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, why is if he's as dangerous? Why is he walking around? But yeah, no. um, If he was dangerous, then the first place he went to fix the sink or whatever, he'd rape somebody there, you know, and like it probably wouldn't. If he didn't get shot in that moment, then there probably would be a criminal case brought against him for that. And then. You know, then you'd know about that. Yeah. So licensing shouldn't be a thing, 
but I'm not going to sit here and say that rapists are safe just because licensing <laughs> shouldn't be a thing. This I, is two separate issues. I didn't say rapists are safe. Sure. I said a guy who committed rape 20 years ago may not be the same person he was 20 years ago. I think they're trumping no, up that charge for the No, he's the same person. Argument. He didn't like crisper himself into a brand new person. Every seven years. He's yeah. still him. Actually, every seven years, your whole body supposedly changes all of its cells out. So technically, he's not still him. He's like three guys once removed from that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, your cells pretty much clone themselves exactly, though. So <laughs> yes, think? he still is. A55, 450 free. But people can change, can't they? It's Free Talk Live. Have you heard of LibertyCon? LibertyCon is not only a convention with great speakers like Whole Foods CEO and co-founder John Mackey and Nobel Prize winner Vernon Smith, but it's also unique because you get a chance to network with more than 70 pro-liberty organizations, one-on-one for the purpose of career advancement, business, and internship opportunities. April 3rd through 5th in Washington, D.C. You can learn more by visiting LibertyCon.com and use code FTL for a $10 discount on your registration. That's LibertyCon.com. Free Talk Live, dial toll-free here. Bring up what you want. Numbers 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Richard Rich. And Melanie. Also, ForkFest is coming up this summer. It's going to be June 29th until July 5th. And Free Talk Live will be there broadcasting from the event. Uh, people were talking about it just this evening, as a matter of fact. Lots of folks excited about ForkFest because it's a decentralized libertarian camping event. And decentralized meaning that there's no board of directors. There are no organizers. Therefore, there's no tickets. Therefore, there's no price of tickets so you just get your campsite or rv site or motel room if you like from rogers campground that's the location of fork fest very beautiful location in the white mountains of northern new hampshire it's just absolutely splendid to spend some time there especially in the summertime when it's warm during the day cools down at night uh, and you'll be surrounded by a bunch of really cool liberty-oriented folks, whether they be libertarians or voluntarists or liberty-loving anarchists. There's going to be a bunch of uh, great people there at ForkFest, and they will decide what to bring to the table, meaning that there's each individual decides you know what to contribute. Meaning if you want to just go and attend and hang out and go to a campfire or make a campfire or whatever, that's cool. Or maybe you want to create something for the other attendees to, to do, to attend. Uh, this last year in 2019, there was a giant dome that was created on, that was cool. on a couple of campsites by the guys from AnyPay, which was super cool. Uh, there was also a, a, like a fairly large tent, which was kind of like a party tent that uh, was going on as well. So like, there's different things happening at different times and, and at the same time. Uh, Alt Expo had their own tent there where they had various different speeches going on. This year, there's going to be something called Ladies Night Out, and they're going to be putting together some sort of uh, curriculum. I'm not sure what that's going to look like yet. I've heard there's going to be performances involved. I don't know what that means, but uh, you know, <laughs> are you gonna, invited? <laughs> I, yeah, I think everybody's invited. But as I as I understand, it, they're going to have 
have a paid performance, meaning you would oh, have okay. to pay, and it's going to be a closed-off thing. So okay. only people paying could get into that thing, whatever that's going to be. And again, I don't know what it is because I'm not organizing it. I've also never um, been invited to a ladies' night. So. I'm just, uh, well, this might be your first time then. <laughs> and so that's one of the things that's going to happen. I, I heard that uh, Jay Noon's bringing back Man Camp, which he did last year for the first time. So it's really just completely decentralized. We don't know everything that's going to be offered there, and that's part of the fun. It's just showing up and figuring it out. And now, of course, you can connect early with some of the attendees by going to the ForkFest chat room on Telegram. How do you find that? You go to ForkFest.party, and there's a link right there to the chat room. Uh, There's also a ForkFest forum. Not as busy, but it's there in case you want to... uh, connect with other people go to forkfest.party learn more about the event and again mark your calendar june 29th until july 5th for forkfest 2020 the website forkfest.party we go to your calls and thoughts we can talk more about the crackdown on unlicensed contractors in tampa bay a hundred people arrested for just trying to help people get things done around the house. You think they had like one steakhouse set up and they just kept inviting contractors in? That's exactly what what they they did. did. During the bust uh, here, undercover detectors claiming to be homeowners in need of repair work. So they were lying, committing deception uh, throughout the county, caught more than 100 unlicensed contractors in an investigation nicknamed Operation House Hunters. They used terrible. They used five homes, apparently, on the bus, not just one. Uh, The sheriff said, quote, they want your hard-earned money and they don't care if you're left with poor quality work that could put you and your loved ones at risk. That doesn't even go hand in hand. You can get poor quality work from a licensed contractor. Yes, you can. And you can get great work from an unlicensed contractor. Yep, but that's the mythology they want you to believe is that the state piece of paper is going to somehow separate you from no. shoddy workmanship. No, not at all. <laughs> the uh, sheriff's office provided a video that shows three people being arrested. One of those in the video is Troy Massey, advertising his services on Craigslist, say the investigators. He told detectives he could install lighting and paint the inside of a home for $1,100. I'll bet he could. Detectives learned that Massey's state-certified contractor's license was revoked in 2011, after he was disciplined two years for uh, disciplined two years prior for abandoning a project in Hillsborough County and failing to take care of the requirements imposed upon him during the disciplinary hearing. Well, there's your proof. He had a license. There you go. And, and did he, shoddy work. He abandoned the entire project. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so. Can't trust those license contractors. Yep. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts here. We've got Sean in Tennessee listening to, uh, I believe you're in Chattanooga. Hello? Hello? Yes. Uh, listening to WGOW. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, I was just calling to touch on uh, the flat earth topic. Oh, yeah? Okay. Can you touch all around? I was just thinking, I mean, you could you could put yourself in like, one of three categories either you're like omniscient or you're uh you have firsthand um not you know firsthand knowledge of something or you just like believe whatever so which category are you in when it comes to the flat earth theory well uh, at this point i think that i'm just somebody that's been taught something um as far as like the round earth so you're yeah, in the third that. category of just believing without well, he's being not saying he believes. Well, he's, there's only three categories. He's not omniscient. He doesn't have firsthand knowledge because he's been taught these things. So he has to be, according to his theory, 
he has to be in the third category of just bleeding. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that you can only be one. You can know everything like, you know, God, or you're just, uh, you've got complete firsthand, you know, firsthand experience. So, just to be clear, you are an agnostic. When it comes to uh, the, the the Earth, you don't know whether it's round or flat. You have no opinion. Uh, well, I, I could I couldn't really know, completely know, and I think all of us couldn't really completely know. What about the people who've seen it? And I think I think. What about the people you, with firsthand knowledge? Well, somebody with firsthand experience or knowledge, uh, I think that. With me, I mean, they would really have to persuade me that it's uh, round Earth. Okay, so and if I'm they would, had gone so. up in an airplane and they, they've been up there multiple times and they say, tell you, they say, Sean, I have seen with my own two eyes the curvature of the Earth. Sean would still be a believer because that does not give him firsthand knowledge. Well, wait, he, what does he believe? Doesn't matter. Well, I'd still be, I guess, not necessarily... Um, believer but just somebody that you could you could only try to get to believe is what i was trying to say Mm -hmm. okay so you called in to tell us that you have no opinion on the shape of the earth (laughs) (laughs) well i would i would put myself in the third uh category i was just trying to you know create like the scale because i definitely know i'm not omniscient i don't know everything and i don't have like this firsthand Mm-hmm. experience the, the what's left is you were all just like students that are just going to be told and like somebody's going to try to persuade that this is the way it is well there's no doubt that you know so-called authorities should be questioned and, and distrusted uh, you should not believe somebody simply because they say they you know know a thing or whatever but when it comes to something like this where there's not like a limitation on the a real serious limitation on the number of people that could have this knowledge, meaning that there are tens of thousands of you know, airline pilots, for instance, at any given moment uh, that are you know daily up and about doing things well, and passengers. If you don't believe that they switched out the windows, <laughs> right? Um, and well, of course, the airline pilots get a larger view, right? Sure, like they yeah. got a much much larger window. It's easier to see that. Um, there's right. also, of course, everybody that's right. ever been involved in calculating satellite, you know, that their tra- trajectory around the earth. Huh? It would. I mean, I, I heard you guys talking about pilots and the planes, but. That the the uh, altitude of just the plane, I don't think would would be enough to. Well, that's certainly your like, opinion. I uh, operate as though the world is round, and I trust those who believe that the world is round when right. they're operating with my safety involved. Yeah, you do have to trust someone in this case if you want to make a decision about this. In which case, I will trust the thousands of individuals who have had personal experience with this, including some who are close into my life, and I don't think they're part of some crazy government conspiracy to cover up uh, the so-called flat Earth. There's more coming. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. It's 855-450-3733. We have the Discord call-in line rooms. 
over at discord.lrn.fm. They're actually talking about the flat earth in the chat room right now. Staying out of the chat room, then. On Discord, so get on in there. As Gene, the Christian anarchist, says he knows lots of people in the South and doesn't know anyone who believes in a flat earth. Well, you know, maybe there are more flat earthers out there, but they just keep it to themselves, right? Like, Let's keep it that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can have your own little flat earth cult over there. Yeah. They have conventions, by the way, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. Now, the thing is with the flat earth people, you never really know if you're being trolled or if they really do believe what they say that they're saying, you know? If it's a troll, it's a long game, right? It like, is. I could believe that a few years ago when they started coming out of the woodworks and actually pitching it. But I think I think that those early trolls have managed to legitimately convince a lot of people that they are correct. Mm. And the second wave of flat earthers are true believers. It's scary stuff, uh, but, you know, some people will believe anything. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts here. William is on the line in Virginia. He's listening in Norfolk to WNIS. Hey, William. Hey, what a great show. I love it, man. Flat Earth. you got to be kidding me, you know? (laughs) But all you have to do to to prove that the the Earth is not flat is to go to the beach. I live in Virginia Beach. They won't believe you. No, the ocean water is actually way over your head if you look straight out. You can see the curvature of the Earth on the ocean. You can see it. I'm sure they've got some cocky uh, poppycock explanation for that yeah. too but uh yeah i mean yeah well <laughs> every rebuttal you can think of they've got some weird conspiracy theory to support yeah. not believing that well i think that they are they, they are the conspiracy <laughs> could but be anyway. could be a conspiracy to waste our time could be yeah something like that i have something that, that makes sense uh, about contracting and the illegitimate uh illegitimate contractors etc okay i've been doing this for 45 years building the construction industrial etc I started out, I was cheating. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was an illegal contractor. Oh, no. Good for I, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it was the way it was. You know, you're a young kid. You don't know. You're just I'm pushing the lawnmower, you know? I didn't have a permit. That's but, what other caller got busted you know for. You were probably able to mow that lawn without a permit. <laughs> Amazing. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But the one thing that happened is that, that, that the contractors that did pile up, which I go behind quite a few, actually, annually, uh, that don't know what they're doing, that are licensed and are supposed to be so, so, so. Um, I, I would trust the unlicensed guy. He's asking more questions than the ones that are licensed and think they know it all. Mm. That's yeah. where we're at now. That's important when you vet and anyone it, to do work initially, right? During exactly. that interview process exactly. where you ask them about the, you know, the scope of the work, what their skill set is, get referrals. Get referrals. Right. Show me your right. work. Show me, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's more important yeah, than show me true. the piece of paper that the government gave you that says you can do this. Yep. Well, that's that's where it comes from. But, you know, there's the Department of Occupational Regulation here in Virginia, and they have ratings on what you do by the jobs you do. You know what I'm saying? If you do an industrial job and you've done them many times, et cetera, uh, you're qualified. Well, and, and that could by, exist by without the government, right? right? So I just want to clarify yeah. that without the state, without the uh, this well, bureaucracy, you, you, you could you, still have ratings that could be done I, in I the market. I agree with that, but I agree with you 100% about whether the state's required or not. What the state does in, in this, this case here is if a contractor that's licensed goes bad, okay, and leaves a job yeah. half yeah. done, that per, that customer that believed this contractor, you know, was all sincere, 
uh, will can get up to twenty thousand dollars reimbursement on that job to get it fixed. From who? From the contractors. We all pay into a fund. It's oh, called okay. a contractor recovery fund. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Well, then why couldn't somebody just make sure? Why couldn't we just have insurance policies? And you can make sure that your guy is insured yeah, well, or bonded. You do you do have insurance policies for that. You, they are there, and it's required in some cases that you have to have a bond or or a surety a bond, yeah. which means that you will complete the job, and that, that that's a bought out at the at the implement of the job at the point at the beginning. And that would happen is if the contractor died. This example, he did he did a great job, but he he died in between before. The surety insurance policy would cover the rest of the job to get it completed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing could totally exist without the you know central bureaucracy of the state, I, and, I agree. and should still be the I, customer's I choice to, to right. go with the contractor that, that is has bonded, that, that has the assurance yeah. bond. That's true. Uh, right. William, anything else you want to and, share tonight? Well, yeah, but, but see, I'm a state in Virginia. You know, of course, it, we're going to wear what happens here. You know, the, the the Second Amendment thing. I'm not trying to bring that up, but that's how bad it's gotten. You know, they're 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 in my pocket. They're in my business. They're they're just it's getting overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, at a point, it's going to get and worse. So the, now they're they're now they're affected. It's going to get worse yeah, now. Yeah. Sure <laughs> it's is. Get real bad. But well, I didn't know that you guys existed. But I want to give you a plug. Hey, thanks. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Awesome. Hey, do me a favor. If and you I, like I, the show, go ahead and call WNIS during the week and tell them thanks for Aaron Free Talk Live and tell them you want to hear more of us because we're actually live seven nights yeah, a week. that would be great. They only take our Sunday awesome. show. It would be great. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to even be part of that. Thanks, William. I appreciate you know your time, man. Thanks for the call tonight. Right. And, of course, you can always listen live or anytime you want at freetalklive.com. We have downloadable archives that go back for years, I mean, more than a decade uh, let's talk to Pat in Michigan, listening. Uh, Pat, where are you? You in Al- Alpena? Where are you calling from tonight? Yeah, yeah. Well, outside of Alpena, I'm by the Thunder Bay there, and top, right. top of the mid. Welcome. You're uh, you're on Free Talk Live. All right. Well, uh, I've been listening to all these flat earthers. You guys kind of threw me off my game with that. <laughs> we apologize. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I would say to all those people who actually believe it, go to a bar near a naval base and talk to an old gunner and see if you don't have to throw the bullet over the hump. I don't know what that means. Yeah, what, is mean, that? what does that mean? <laughs> the arch of the earth. You can only shoot as far as you can see. Other than that, you have to use trajectory. Oh, okay. Ah, there isn't such. Like like they was talking about them lines on the map to find the Ukraine and such. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Pat, anything else you want to share tonight, man? Well, I've been I've been an off the grid carpenter. I'm almost sixty. I'll be sixty here in April, mm-hmm. and I've been an off the grid carpenter my whole damn life. Awesome. Don't oh, be sure that too loud on the radio. Somebody else. Who was thieving me, you know, and paying me ten, twelve dollars an hour? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I I tell you what, I have only learned from maybe two people I worked for in my whole life. Other than that, I've been smarter than all my bosses, which were licensed, yep. and it's ridiculous. Good for you, man, and that you've made it work your entire life, and you've you've worked for countless people. I imagine in that time, who've probably hired you back. To do more work, am I right about that? Well, no. I mean, it, 
<laughs> it's pretty skinny up here right now. Really? It's the middle of winter. He's feasting family. I mean, over 60 years <laughs> or whatever, however many years it's been. I mean, I got to well, give him some I, referrals. I, yeah. No, well, I've had legal uh, implications oh. and speed bumps in the road of life, if you know what I mean. Sure. We've talked before yeah, yeah, about right. uh, Call your calls. Very good. Um, but anyway, I'm just saying that it can be overcome. Hell, I got 13 acres. I've been off the grid for eight years. When things get real tough, I got meat in the backyard. All right, brother. Hey, t- Pat, thanks for the call tonight. I definitely appreciate hearing from All right. you. I love you, boys, thanks, man. Brother. Peace thanks. out. Thanks. thanks for the call. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have had unlicensed contracting work done the whole time I've been here in uh, New Hampshire and had one guy who, you know, I kept hiring again and again and again because he did great work and did yeah. it affordably and, and like, knew everything. Yeah, and, and most right. license requirements, they don't actually make sure you're doing the job properly or make sure you know how to do the job or make sure you're doing the job safely. Nope. They just take a bunch of money and have you do a bunch of obnoxious right. tasks sometimes that have nothing to do with your job or that are so ridiculously like oh did you know you're supposed to wash your hands type level the written exam let me get carl in here in virginia listening to wnis good carl hey how's it going guys good go ahead you guys have an awesome show thanks um first time caller well so i wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way unfortunately you're short on time so try to make it brief okay flat earth is a philosophy i have a few guys that work for me and they believe in it it's about questioning everything that you haven't seen with your own eyes or felt with your hands or whatever. It's about not trusting anything that you're told, but instead questioning everything until you have what you feel to be conclusive proof. So a lot of them don't necessarily believe the earth is flat, but they do subscribe to the to the philosophy. All right. I see. And well, there's nothing wrong with questioning everything. I mean, sure. that's uh, that's something like that the I, church can, of the flying spaghetti monster, I can support. Then. Yeah, but Carl. once you get answers... <laughs> well, you still can't trust the answers, right? Unless you've seen it with your own eyes. I get where you're coming from. Carl, call us, a, call us another time, man. We're out of time for tonight. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. I wish we had more time for it, but we don't. That's the best explanation so far. Um, but I do want to say thanks also to Brad75552, who is a Free Talk Live Gold amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Check out Richie at anarchistexperience.com yes, for his podcast. We'll see. LRN.FM now has a Discord. Discord is a free text and voice chat platform, and we now have our own server with a bunch of channels at discord.lrn.fm. You can join other listeners as they chat about various things during our live shows, or anytime, day or night. Discord software is available cross-platform, so you can have it on whatever device you want and take your chats anywhere. Join our Discord at discord.lrn.fm. That's discord.lrn.fm.